0: I, you know, I think the big thing in this, and and I talk, so I talk to my team a lot about selling. And I just say, you can't think of selling as selling. You have to think of selling as serving. If you're not giving them what they want, you're actually, you could be hindering and hurting them because you have a skill set that the world needs, right? And there's a lot more people that are way less skilled doing the things that you want to do because they're not scared.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast, Maestro on the Mic. We're continuing today with our State of the Union series, and this time we're switching it over to the PT uh, Boutique Fitness Pilates space. I have someone with me today who, quite frankly, I'm kind of like, how have I not had you on the podcast before? Uh, But, you know, things happen. Uh, She is an OG in the PT space. She's actually down in one of my favorite places, Miami. She's the CEO, founder, head honcho at Miami's Pilates in the Grove. Uh, she does, uh, like we said, talking about Pilates here, but she works with uh, international clientele. She does things virtually. She is also in very much, very heavily involved in the business coaching space. Uh, she serves as the, I'm going to read this verbatim here, so don't fuck it up. She serves as the chairperson for the Miami-Dade County, County, I fucked it up, for the (laughs) Miami-Dade County Wellness Coalition. And we're going to go into that because she's been doing some really big things. She's also the Pilates and Wellness Therapist for the Eastern Conference Champion Miami Heat. She's doing a bunch of things. And like you know, i like to bring on who i like to bring on here. She leads from the front. So, Without further ado, welcome to the show my good friend Krista Gurka.
0: Welcome, homie. Thank you. I feel like I should be on a stage taking a bow. That was quite impressive.
1: <laughs> Dude, we're going to hype it up because you deserve the hype. I'm like this is a, an interview. I'm cool. I'm really excited to do this like yeah. This is
0: I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm I'm stoked to be here. So Dude, thanks.
1: No, this is this is awesome. So Because I actually haven't had you on before. I can't be like, actually, just go listen to this other episode. We'll link in the show notes. How about if we start off and I pass the mic to you and I let you give the background, bio, intro, whatever you want to set the stage?
0: Sure. I like to say that my story is very organic in um, how I came to be where I am today. By degree, I am a physical therapist. I'm not a DPT. I have my master's. I graduated in 99. And I pretty much took a traditional route. I worked for Health South. Um, I eventually got laid off from there Mm -hmm. and... I, I know I always say getting fired was probably the best thing that ever happened yeah. to me. So um, I got laid off two, one month after having my son. And oh. then I I started working at a private clinic that did, phys, uh, that did Pilates. So I got my Pilates certification. And it just kind of started... I started realizing we had all these patients that we were treating with Pilates that had never done it before. And they loved it. And so they were curious where can I go after and we didn't have that service to offer them Mm -hmm. and I just thought this is really ridiculous we have all this built-in clientele and we're sending them to these studios around town when really they just they're asking to stay with us and we just don't have that service so I with um a couple I was talking to a couple patients of mine about it and they were like we think that you should do this and we want to be your partners. So at the time, you know, and I went to my boss and I said, this is what I want to do. And he said, I want to do it too. So there was four of us that went in on it together. And we basically took a, gosh, it couldn't have been more than like 500 square feet, 600 square feet, um, right across the street from my clinic. Oh. And it was like a side hustle. That's how it started. We just did small group Pilates classes. And when I tell you that I had no idea what I was doing in business, I literally had no idea what I was doing in business. I did not understand what an operating agreement was. Mm -hmm. I thought if you were partners, everyone was equal partners. That's just how you went into business. I thought that's how it was. I didn't know anything about business. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I never had that modeled for me in in my life. And let's just fast forward. Uh, twelve years, and I have since, <laughs> oh, sold my shares in that business, and I opened two more locations, and now have a full fledged, um, virtual digital, kind of I call it my third location, and I've gotten into business mentorship, which really kind of lights me up, and you know is is um, fulfilling to me at this point.
1: Dude, can you talk about the model? So your background is PT have you how have you are you bridging the gap or blending the two i don't even know what the freaking phrase would be yeah yeah before you know pilates and and and, you know what you do with your clients
0: so i i did initially when i opened the studio it was more pilates because i was still working full-time in the clinic Mm -hmm. and this was back in 2000 and maybe eight And at the time, I really, I mean, cash-based PT was a thing, but it wasn't very popular. And I really thought, you know, I did think like everyone else who's going to pay cash when you can pay, you know, people can get insurance. And I didn't think that that was a reality for me. So I thought, we'll just do Pilates. And then little by little, I had this one patient that I saw across the street that was just like, hey, you know, those times don't really work for me. Can I said, I'm in the studio those days, but I can't take insurance. And he's like, well, I'll just pay you cash. That's Ah. fine. And that's kind of how it started. So uh, in the reverse of where I see a lot of physical therapists that go in with their PT business in mind, and then they Mm -hmm. add the wellness, I did it the flip side. I went in it with the wellness and then added PT afterwards. And so now we we do have physical therapy. I don't call it actually even physical therapy on yeah. my website anymore. I call mm-hmm. it reset um, and recovery. Mm. Um, so I, I just that. think sometimes, yeah, I just think sometimes physical therapy, people think you have to be hurt. And I say that in air quotes yeah. to need physical therapy. Yeah, And so I think it turns some people off. You know, they might just be like, oh, my hamstring just kind of hurts a little bit. I don't think I need physical therapy. Yeah. So we call it reset and recovery. Um, and then we do, so we do a combination. I have, well, let's say, okay, so at the time of this recording, we are post-COVID. Mm-hmm. So I will say pre-COVID, I had 18, 19 employees, probably <laughs> about six therapists, five Pilates instructors, administrators, and, um, you know, uh, director of operations and such. Post-COVID, I have, I think there's tw- there's 12 of us. Okay. And it was more because... Um, I only actually had to let go two employees, administrators, Mm -hmm. and the rest of them, they chose my part-time, you know, moms. It was just a lot for them and, you know, it it was a lot kids at home and I'm fortunate that my children are older, so they're Mm -hmm. a little more self-sufficient, but that, so we kind of downsized and, you know, to be perfectly honest, it kind of almost came at the right time, so to speak, where I, yeah. I was feeling a little bit of a pull, like we kind of needed to restructure our organization gotcha. anyways. And so it just happened. Like I said, all, everything in my business has just happened really, really
1: organically. Gotcha. Oh, that, that makes sense. So what would you say uh, overall, and I, there's some specific questions I have coming move, as we move forward, but what, how has it been overall for you through uh, the time of COVID-19 as a business yeah. owner.
0: It's interesting. I will say it's interesting. So, um, when we closed March, I want to say 17th, March 19th, when we shut down and I will just, <laughs> I never shut down. Mm-hmm. I, I closed Christmas day and <laughs> I closed Thanksgiving day and even that day. And I'm like, Hey, anyone want to teach a class? I mean, I just feel we're yeah. in health and wellness and people want to exercise. Yeah. So, um, so when we shut down, I, at the time, and I know you were really big, even in the movement at the beginning, like, let's shut it down. Let's yeah. kind of, you know, what were we saying at the beginning? Control. Well, I don't even remember what we were saying anymore. Wasn't it slow the curve or something? Like oh, that? yeah. Flatten but the
1: curve, flatten the curve. Flatten
0: the curve. Thank yeah. you. It seems so long ago. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? It's my responsibility. Let's do this. Yeah. But I legitimately thought that we were going to be closed for like seven days.
1: Yeah, totally. I had
0: no thought in my head that totally. this was going to go on for seven months. Um, I We were able to pivot really quickly thanks to the amazing team I have. And within 24 hours, we were online. Um, we were doing Zoom and virtual sessions and telehealth and pretty much as much as we could online. Mm-hmm. We also took that time At the beginning of 2020, one of our um, goals for 2020 was to infuse another cash flow driver into the business, Mm -hmm. which was going to be on demand, a subscription-based platform. mm -hmm. And it just was taking a little longer because we were all busy. So filming the content, you know, was just taking a long time. And so when when COVID hit, yeah, it just was time consuming, you know? So when COVID hit, I was like, awesome. Every day we're going to film. And this was a love way it. for me to continue to pay my team. I love it. And we just filmed for love it. a month, two months straight and just batched a ton of content and edited it. And we did it bare bones. We did it ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's it. And yeah. And so that's what love we this. did during COVID to kind of stay the course. Now, one thing I will say is, and I don't know if there's other, I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist at this point, but like that, that's my personality. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm, you know, also I tend to be an overfunctioner. Mm-hmm. So when this kind of mm-hmm. tragedy chaos hit, I went into serious overfunctioning mode. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I totally. just
0: I thrive in that environment. Yeah. Um and then it hit me like 3 months later, you know, and I was mm-hmm. kind of like when things plateaued, but we just I went in and I said, I've worked too hard. And it was also that I had my team dependent on yes. me for their salaries and their children yes. and their families, Yes, you know, and I take that responsibility very seriously.
1: No, that, that is something that, you know, and we can probably talk about this a little bit later, but Chris is really good about uh, really about teaching and the model of, of building a team. I personally, with my own business model, I like to keep things super, super lean. So I don't have to worry about anybody else besides like me and like my cat. Uh, and so and that was one of the things that when, you know, Corona hit, I was just like, holy smokes, I can't imagine being a business owner right now that has other people's, you know, lives basically, uh, dependent on them. Like that's a huge, huge thing. And I think that's a good thing that you are an over hyper function over functioner because it keeps you going and being able to do what you needed to do and pivot in so many ways. Quick question for you, cause I am not so well versed in Pilates, but do you need to have like reformers and stuff at home like how is that on-demand virtual model how easy is that was that to switch and then like get people bought into it
0: right so we our studios are in studio classes are all equipment based so they all mm-hmm. they are all done on the reformers however mm-hmm. when we pivoted i mean Very few, I could maybe count them on one hand, has reformers at home. So we pivoted to a mat portion Mm. in the way that it was, you know, we were able to bring the price point down slightly Mm -hmm. and it also worked to our advantage because when we were building out our on-demand platform, we, I do a ton of market research and competitive analysis and everything when we're ready to launch a new program. And a lot of the research that we had done with our clientele said that they would not want to work out online, they would not want to work out without the reformers. Mm. When they were forced to do it during COVID because they had no other option, no place was open. So it was either work yeah. out with us online or you don't work out. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it was it was a different mindset because they had to do it, yeah. it was their only option. It's kind of like when I forced my kids to eat Brussels sprouts; they don't have any other option. And they're like, oh, these are really good. So we had so many people that have now said, I love it. I want to keep yeah. doing it. So it worked in our favor that way. And the way that we presented so, our on demand client um, is not the same client as someone who we would target to come in studio.
1: Mm-hmm. If that go. makes sense.
0: We kind of have a different yes. ICA, different messaging. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. and the messaging we sent out when we pivoted to on demand, just live streaming classes, was you're still going to get the same high quality instruction you get in the studio as you do at home so we still it's still the same yeah. physical therapists that are guiding you it's still the same instructors that you love and by the way i i had no qualms and i had no pride to say if people don't purchase our services the studio will no longer be open when COVID is over yeah i had no problem saying
1: that's that. it that's 100 yeah. that's real talk I, I think that uh so the episode that came out before that came out last week come out i'm trying to think when this is going to go out the episode that's probably, that i think will have come out before um is with a, a, a micro gym owner my good friend anthony and he owns like he's more kind of like the crossfit micro gym space mm-hmm. and and that's a very big reality we are talking about like yeah i went and outfitted my entire you know garage but i still pay my membership at crossfit south bay because to me i want that thing to be there when this is whatever done means mm-hmm. like it's important to me i think anyone that's part of that community whatever it is pilates yoga uh CrossFit If you really b- believe in that thing like yeah you need to support this thing and I'm glad that you as the 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 CEO head honcho are, are willing to say that because it's 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 the truth have you it's gotten the truth, yeah. have you gotten new members during this time because I mean we I,
0: actually yeah we actually did um I will tell you so the one thing I actually think because I think this is actually an important topic that you just brought brought up as far as like this being over or not over Um, One of the things that I am expecting, and I think if you guys are business owners out there and whether you own a yoga studio or a micro gym, we've had to now reopen. Now in California, it's a whole different story. So people, I mean, I have colleagues out there that are, it's, it's just super frustrating. So when this, and like you said, when it's over and restrictions are lifted, and this is some of the stuff I've tried to explain to my landlords is you know, they're like, well, you can operate at 100% capacity now. So I said, but yeah, but they the limitations still say that we have to maintain six feet distance. Mm-hmm. So even though they're telling me I can have 100% capacity in here, my space does not warrant the same yeah. capacity I had pre COVID yeah. because I have to maintain this distance. And so for yoga studio owners, for um, micro gym owners, for Pilates studio owners, we have equipment, you know, and even for yoga, where they used to Pack people into a class and you know your mat would be touching somebody else. Clients, I don't now foresee spatial restrictions going away for at least six to twelve months.
1: Yeah. At and least
0: at least. And then what's gonna happen just out of sheer nature and habit is that these clients and customers who are very well intentioned, who may have been supporting you all along, are going to have now been gotten used to being six feet apart. Mm-hmm. So you cannot come back in when they when the restrictions are lifted and pack more people in. Exactly. People are going to have been accustomed to this new spatial awareness, and so we are going to have to rethink our model and how we um, strategize how we do this. And we've already started to strategize certain ways. Because in, listen, let's face it, in our industry, our profit is, is made by how many people we can get yeah. in the door, yeah. right? So totally. um, we've re, we're trying to re-strategize how can we make this work without taking on more overhead, which means bigger space, and still get the same amount of you know people in the class. So I think that business owners kind of just need to be aware of this, that we are going to see a forever change, I believe, in our industry.
1: There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I forgot
0: the other question that you asked me.
1: I don't know. It doesn't wasn't a matter. It doesn't matter. I would love for you I to, forget that you um, I had asked me. if you got more people and you were like, yes.
0: Oh, we did because actually, you know, we got more people when I went on TV and what you were there talking we about in this whole wellness coalition, when I went on TV and was speaking about how much money we were losing and how boutique fitness is really one of the safer places you can go because we control everything. We control the schedule of classes, we control how many people can be in a class. If you came in, we can tell you who you were with and who you were next to. You know, you can't do that at a restaurant. They can't yeah. tell you how many people were around you. So boutique fitness is actually one of the safer places you can be as far as contact tracing and, you know, containment.
1: Uh, no. She's like, my, my mind is reeling and I knew it would just because of the, you're in the business side of things too, in the marketing side of things, which I which I love, uh, I'm trying to decide which question I want to ask what <laughs> predictions then, cause you said this thing's going to change. This is going to change, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to change everything, right? Yep. So maybe not predictions isn't the right word. Preparation. What are you doing then? If you're like, Hey, this is, this is what people are going to want. They're going to expect six feet. It's going to be different. Like our capacity is going to change. What are you doing? What are you, do you have suggestions for other people?
0: Yeah, so some of the things that we are doing right now is one, we're actually working on our messaging. Mm-hmm. So the messaging that we're providing to our clients, and um, you know, I teach, I do like a thirty-day boot camp, and one of the trainings we just did today was specifically on messaging. And you talk about this a lot, and I talk about this a lot mm-hmm. too. When I say PTs, Pilates instructors, yoga instructors personal trainers. I love you guys. You're so well-intentioned and you're so freaking smart and intelligent, but nobody effing understands what you're fucking saying. I'm so sorry, but I understand what you're saying. Shantae understands what you're saying, but the guy that's sitting at home who you want to come pay for your services doesn't understand what you're saying. So we spoke specifically on messaging today. So our messaging, we're tweaking it a little bit, talking more about safety. We're actually even talking about post-COVID, mm-hmm. um, people that have had COVID, mm-hmm. right? So what you need, and we're not going to even know the full effects of this for a while, yes. but yes. people that have had COVID, people that have been exposed to it. What do, what do they need and how exercise is important? So messaging is one thing. Um, pictures, et cetera, on your website should be updated, Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that we're doing as far as spatial, which I think is, this is the kind of stuff that we're really getting very innovative with. Um, so we're doing things, like I said, so I think people are going to want six feet distance. Right. So we have re kind of constructed our studio a little bit that we're going to add so six feet in one room and then in another room where people can be separated too, we're going to put TVs in there mm-hmm. so they can be separated and stream our classes. So technically, oh, okay. cool. yeah, so it's digital. It's like streaming, but they're still in the studio, so. but yep. they're just in another class. It's like an overflow Exactly. And what we're maybe going to do is do like call that, you know, streaming class so that they, it might be a lower price point, which mm-hmm. to me is great because maybe somebody yeah. that... It's price sensitive now post-COVID could come in for a lower price point. Yep. So that's one of the things we're doing.
1: Hello.
0: During COVID, we rented our equipment. Out. Actually, I didn't even rent it. I said, listen, if you commit to, you know, virtual sessions twice a week, you can take my equipment and I'll deliver it to your house. Holy and they shit. do virtual sessions. Yep. And so, I mean, it's just sitting in my studio. Yeah. So why not? So I was just like, you just commit to a, a monthly auto pay package Mm -hmm. and you can take all, you know, I'll deliver the reformer to you. I'll deliver the chair. And that's been really great. We are talking to people about setting up home studios, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've been working with some equipment companies to kind of come together and say, listen, we'll do, how about we work together? And this is a package like a Pilates in the Grove package. You get a discount on pricing. We set it up in your house. And then we also get the service back for like doing virtual sessions or in home, if someone's comfortable, someone may not be comfortable coming t- in studio, but maybe they're comfortable with an instructor going to their home. hmm yeah. I love so, it. So yeah, we've done a bunch of that stuff. We've even thought of, which hasn't picked up as much, but we, we are offering this right now where we, we have the TV in. And so people can book to come in like at three o'clock in the afternoon and just watch one of our on-demand classes and they oh, just pay like, it there, yeah. Yeah, they just pay like, you know, 20 bucks to come mm-hmm. in and use a reformer. So, dude,
1: I I'm, love it. I'm going to be
0: cre- as creative as I possibly can and, you know, test it. I'm a big believer in testing. Test yeah. it. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, you pivot.
1: I fucking love this. I love that. And I was waiting for you to say it. I was like, are you working with a, like a an equipment company? I, I, i'm like, yep. that's so <laughs> smart. That's so, so, so smart. Anyone on down here that does any kind of business model like this, Think about it. If you can work with any kind of local uh, distributors, let's say if you're in the micro gym space or anything like that, this is so smart because people are sending things up at home. They got to buy stuff anyway. Like you can help them out. With, like this is the things you should be getting. And here's like the price package for this. And then you also get coaching or uh, you know on-demand services. It's so, so smart. I love what you said earlier and you said it again that you're, uh, I don't know, customizing, tailoring your messaging because it's different people who want these different Services. Can you speak more about that? I think it's fascinating.
0: Yeah, so what we have found, and I've also spoken to a lot of other business owners on this as well. Um, I, I kind of think I, I kind of think it's why I loved PT for so long. I mm-hmm. just love, I'm curious about things, so I kind of go as deep in the rabbit hole as I possibly Absolutely. can. It's like a puzzle to me. So when we were and, and I'm at the point also in my career where I'm not afraid to ask anybody for anything mm-hmm. at this point. Like, I'm like, hey, can I have a five-minute chat with you? And if they say no, no, no problem. Is it? Um, so we did a bunch of, like I said, I do a lot of market research. And we found that the ideal customers or avatars, whatever you want to call them, are very different for in-studio, for on-demand, and for live streaming. Yeah. So the the big picture is still similar in, in, in that... Our messaging—we're kind of a low maintenance. We talk about health and wellness and positivity versus body image. It's—we're we're about feeling good versus looking good. So that is still the same.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: However, the person we're going after. So our in-studio person. Um, is between 40 and 65, predominantly female with, you know, a median income over $100,000 and lives within five miles of the studio. Mm -hmm. They're looking for ways to stay healthy and mindful in their body as they're aging so they can continue to do the things that they've always wanted to do, like golf and, you know, tennis. But they don't want a big box gym. They don't want to feel intimidated. They want people to know their name and they want the high touch customer service.
1: Mm -hmm. So that's our
0: in-studio customer. Our at-home, our on-demand customer kind of still values the same thing, that mindful movement. However, they either don't have the time or the finances to to get to the boutique kind of fitness. Or they live in an area, maybe they live in a rural area, where they don't have a Pilates studio where they are. So, that's, so it's a younger demographic. So that demographic is between 25 and 35, 25 and 40. And they're either working moms that just, you know, they don't have time to go to the gym after work or before work. And they really want to have a, a, something they can follow that's high quality stuff for a lower price point that's broken up into 15, 20. We found that the the sweet spot for on-demand is between 25 and 35 minutes.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then our live streaming person right now is really just someone that just convenience is more important to them. So they just don't have the time. They love the live aspect, but they don't have the time to get to the studio. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's parking, or maybe they got ran late into a meeting and they don't have to drive. You know, I live in Miami, so it's, you know, urban like where you you are, and traffic could be, you know, a pain. So our messaging to each. Our branded colors are still all the same and everything, but our messaging for each, whether we're doing Facebook ads and stuff, is just slightly different. Oh, man, that's like,
1: I love this. How are you doing this market research? What is that? How, where are you, What does it you get the, consist
0: of? Yeah. Don't, nobody get freaked out. Like I'm not paying a company gazillions. I just talk to people. I love it. <laughs> I talk to like hundreds of people. Yeah. I'll send out a Google form and I'll ask my friends to post it on Facebook and say, hey, can you, you know, because sometimes the, the person doesn't necessarily, even for my in-studio, they don't necessarily have to be able to come into my studio. But if they're that same person and live in North Carolina, I still want to hear the words they use because you want to use their words back in their mm-hmm. messaging in your messaging, mm-hmm. right? So we don't want to use biomechanics and biotensegrity and neural mm-hmm. mobilization Nobody gives a shit or understands what that means. Um, And nobody cares how smart you are. They want to know what you're going to do for them.
1: Can you get the results? I love it. Yeah.
0: So I I do. It's simple. I don't pay. But then I also do things like I reached out to some people that I knew had really successful on-demand programs. And I was Mm -hmm. like, would you mind if I, you know, bought you lunch, you know, whatever. And this is, okay. So we talk about this all the time, like to asking people for, Free advice. Now yeah. I'm gonna preface this by saying I am in a paid mastermind with these people. Oh so yeah, we're all yeah. paying First, <laughs> to Jesus. be Talk in to each
1: other the mastermind
0: free. together. <laughs> so yes. Now, outside, I will reach out to them and say, would you mind if we had a side conversation? I would love to pick your brain about Mm -hmm. your on-demand program. They have in turn, so I give much more than I ask. For sure. um, But I'm in a paid mastermind with these people. Um, Maybe I might DM somebody and just say, hey, I really love your content. Keep it up. Or, you know, I might do something if I have a relation. Like if I saw you and I saw you with a new mic we kind of know each other well
1: we know each other we never
0: actually met irl but (laughs) i might dm you and say hey where's that new mic you got because mine's not working great and i'm sure you would be like oh it's a you know whatever Mm -hmm. it is here's a link that's different than saying can i pick your brain about how you got successful in your business literally i've never met you
1: (laughs) exactly it's so so different and like let's call a spade a spade you're bringing so much to the table krista like one of the reasons I get pissed off with a lot of it is that it's like, and I'll say it, it's like new grads, which I, like, I'm like. i glad that they have the courage to ask for things and that's great but we also, I think it's important that we like know where we stand with things, if you will, and like what we're bringing to the table and what does the other person have to gain from that uh, interaction, like let's just call a spade a spade, so yeah, I, sure. I love it, I love that you you put the, the uh, you explained all of this stuff and put the caveats in there and I love it I also, I want to throw in one more, just because you said it earlier, and I feel like, you know, I, I like to eight-mile things, and eight-miling is just like, if you folks have watched that movie, uh, Eminem's eight movie, mile? Eight Mile, right, and uh, the, the rap scene at the end, and... Basically, Eminem goes first and says everything yep. that the guy could say. And then when it's the yep. guy's turn, he has nothing to say, right? So I'm kind of oh, like, let me just say that. If I, think, if I think that someone might say something, let me just say it. So when you were talking before, you said that, you know, the, the, the median income is over $100,000. And I think that some people will shut down after hearing that and say, of course, it's easier. And Krista said a whole bunch of other stuff after that about different uh, income levels and different products that she's offering, and which I love because she's not discounting the same product. She's offering different products at a different pro- a different price point. But if you in hearing that, hearing that statement felt some kind of way, please go handle your money issues. I'm just gonna say yes. that. I yes. just need that to be done. I'm not pointing a finger in a bad way or anything like that. We've all you know have our stuff to deal with. But if in her saying that you're like, oops, easier, I'm done, shut down. Let's go handle I, it. I know, I think
0: the big thing in this, and 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 I talk, so I talk to my team a lot about selling and I just say you can't think of selling as selling. You have to think of selling as serving. That's if it. you're not giving them what they want, you're actually you could be hindering and hurting them because you have a skill set that the world needs. That's it. Right. And there's a that. lot more people that are way less skilled doing uh-huh. the things that you want to do because they're not scared.
1: Exactly. They just okay. decide to do it.
0: Yeah. yeah so great. here's the thing with a hundred thousand dollars too. And and if we so, want to yeah. talk about <laughs> new grads, I'm not going to on new grads you guys are awesome and smart and amazing people but you all want to make a hundred thousand dollars so why does it freak you out when someone says they're going after someone that wants to make a hundred thousand yeah, dollars that's it do you know why i go after people that make a hundred over a hundred thousand dollars because they won't blink an eye at paying thirty dollars for a pilates class yeah. i so i get this when people all the time say to me but i can't you know they say it's too expensive and i so said then you're going after the wrong clients that's it you're going after the wrong clients. And I tell my front desk this a lot because you know my, my front desk makes, you know, their hourly employees. They make anywhere for you know administrative staff, they make anywhere from thirteen to twenty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. But for them, it's really hard because they put themselves in the client's shoes, I would never pay $150 for this. I can't believe I'm asking somebody else to do it. But you're not asking yourself to do it. You're asking someone who we have specifically know is able to do it. Not only are they able to pay it, by the way, because when people say they can't afford it, it's not about price. It's about Uh what they value and don't value.
1: That's it right? 100%. There's
0: plenty of people that can't afford stuff. that are driving cars mm-hmm. they can't afford and having cell phone services they can't afford. That's it's it. what they value. So um, yes. And, and thank you for talking about like the money issue because I've had to work on that a lot myself. Now, for those of you listening, I've been doing this for 12 years. I've been a therapist for 22 almost. <sighs> I didn't come out of the box like this. Okay. <laughs> I did not. I didn't graduate from school in a shiny red bow That's and right. was mm-hmm. like this. I've gone to therapy for my money issues. I talked to my therapist about it. I've had to peel back layers of a huge scarcity mindset like that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. And so I used to truly feel that if I asked someone to pay me $100, my services, that money was so finite because that's kind of how I grew up that they would never get that $100 back.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I realized that's not true. Okay. It's not finite. Um, it's not finite. No, is it? There's more to come and how it comes and you know is different for everybody. But I when when I teach a money mindset course, I like to explain it kind of like this. You have to take away the power of the ask. Mm-hmm. So if you think mm-hmm. of it as like if you went, if you were having a party at your house, right? And you were going around people and you were like, hey, you know, do you want a beer? You want a pigs in a blanket? And they were like, no, thank you. You wouldn't be offended. You're just like, okay. And you'd walk away. And then maybe you'd come back later and be like, hey, do you want a beer now? And they might be like, actually, yes, I want a beer. That's the same thing. So you just say to this client, patient, whatever you call them, hey, I have this amazing service. Would you like some? And if they say no, you say, okay, no problem. And then you have a re-engagement or a retargeting strategy that revisits them from time to time. And maybe in time they say, actually, I would like one now. That's and that's it. it. That's, that's
1: it. it. That's it. I freaking, I freaking love it. I want to I wanna stay with this discussion of money uh, because it segues nicely. You kind of mentioned it before, but you uh, went on the news Like you double down on this thing and you believe in what you're doing and you're not going to let the fucking ship go down just like, oh, I guess I got to close and I can't do anything more like Krista was going to go down fighting. Uh, And I thought it was so inspiring. So, so, so inspiring. Um, So could you share that story of you going on the news and and why you did it and and what came of that? Sure. Uh, When COVID hit...
0: Um, The way that they were shutting things down was they were kind of blanketing, I don't even know if that's a real word, Um, all health and wellness together. And they were calling it fitness. They were calling it gyms. And in Florida, at least, in Miami-Dade County, we were getting lumped in with party venues, strip clubs, and... um, what was the other? I can't strip remember. Clubs, like another yeah, strip club, <laughs> like big, big party. You know, big events spaces. Yeah. And I said, you know, this is not. First of all, I started calling it health and wellness. I was like, we are in the health and wellness industry because that's what fitness is. And we, as boutique fitness, are very different than a big box gym. Yes. We have a very limited capacity. We have we're by appointment only. And so I wanted to make the, um, myself and other boutique fitness owners around the um, country started to get together and do this boutique fitness coalition. And then I wanted to start one in my local Miami-Dade County. So I basically, I just emailed a couple newscasters that I follow on Twitter. I got their emails. I had emailed them and I, you know, went on Twitter and messaged them and just said, hey, I have a really great story that I think would be wonderful. It's about the boutique fitness industry closing down and over 80% of business owners are female. So how is that affecting the next generation? So I kind of, the thing when you go and, and like try to get PR or try to get people to feature you, you have to make it same thing as you have to do with your customers. Mm -hmm. How is it going to benefit them? Right. Mm -hmm. So you need to make a story that's going to hook. So I not only was a boutique fitness and we were closing down, but the majority of them are female business owners and they're also homeschooling their kids. And what is this going to do for the future of women in the workforce? Love it. And they picked it up. They were like, Mm -hmm. hey, can we interview tomorrow? And of course, I was covid. So I was like, yeah, I'm actually free all day. (laughs) so I went on and that's where we actually got some new customers from people Mm. called my customers also reached out to me saying like they really felt like I was going to bat for them um, and also local business people and so you know we and since then I've started the coalition and what we did with that now with that it's not just boutique fitness we got together with all different kinds of health and wellness businesses Mm -hmm. because we wanted to we wanted to control the narrative of how health and wellness was being represented in our communities so we've spoken about doing a collective marketing campaign just for health and wellness and and showing how people really need to be working out healthy and need to be exercising and it was for all of us to share information so we don't get you know bamboozled by something Mm -hmm. that all of a sudden comes out that none of us are prepared for oh
1: my goodness can when you say you started this coalition like what does that what does that mean what does that, what does that look like
0: so we had when i went when i went on tv then i started calling just people that i knew i was like i i wanted to call people that had had an in with the mayor's office so in in miami we have a county mayor and then we have a and then we have city mayors i just reached out to clients that i knew that had connections, wow. people I knew. And I said, Hey, can you get me a conversation with so-and-so? Can you tell me who is the right hand man or woman behind this representative? And I just started emailing and emailing. And I, I, I was doing it in a place of serving. Let me tell you what health and wellness is like. Let me help you construct a plan that is safe for the clients, because by no means do we want people getting sick in our yeah. facilities. So let me help you. And we we formed this kind of wellness committee that was making, meeting with doctors and the mayors and things to try to come up with a plan for reopening. And once that started, I actually wanted to create a, what I called, we called the Miami Dade County Wellness Coalition, where we officially kind of branded ourselves with any business that wanted to be a part of it, as long as their intention was for the betterment of the community, Mm -hmm. Um, and there was not going to be territorial infighting amongst us as a group, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we could stay on top of communications back and forth with the mayor. We're all in different cities, so we could talk to our own respective mayors, and like I said, collectively come together to control the narrative of how health and wellness is viewed, because sometimes they just show like big box gyms.
1: Yeah, totally different. And
0: that's it. They show people not being safe, and and I one of the things that I said, I was like, I am not going down. I'll tell you this right now. I am not going down from some rogue business owner that decides to do whatever the hell they want and is going to take the rest of us down. So we're also kind of policing ourselves and Mm -hmm. being like, hey, you know, you're really not supposed to be doing that. Let's work together because the sooner we all work together. You know, I said at one point, I was like, I sometimes feel like I'm running um, suicide sprints and that one kid doesn't want to run fast. And so you have to keep running over and over and over again. You want to beat the crap out of that kid. That's how I feel when these rogue business owners who are not even smart enough not to post their stuff on social media Mm -hmm. are doing all this crazy stuff. So like be responsible. And if at least you're going to be not be responsible, like don't post it on social media
1: for Mm -hmm. a Wednesday. Man. it just
0: bothers me when like somebody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, and then you got these rogue people that are Absolutely. doing that and,
1: and they're just they like want. celebrating it. This is Yeah. It's so, so interesting to see, you know, interesting but also like expected to see like when pe- how people's personalities, uh it comes everything comes together and then they use their ideally hopefully use their powers for good. And to me, when well, you know, I think Rachel actually posted the video on Um, Instagram person I was just like yes oh yeah yeah it was just like yes like this makes so much sense that it's Krista that's doing it and it needs to happen like I I don't have a brick and mortar space my business is actually doing better like I'm all virtual it wasn't my it wasn't my thing to fight for but I also didn't want to sit here and it was like painful to sit and watch people just like lose their dreams I mean, and it's so
0: sad. Just, it's really sad. And, and people in California right now and in New York, they've allowed gyms to open, but not boutique fitness, not mm-hmm. group classes. It's really kind of brutal. And, you know, it's the other thing. When I talk to my team, I say, you know, I, anyone that comes to work for me, I tell them this from the get-go because I think setting expectations is really key and crucial. I don't care if you have one person, a VA, a part-time person, or a team of 20. Um, I say, listen... I have very high expectations, I'm not gonna lie. But I will also give you 150% support to meet those expectations. So, but we are a business, just because you have a personal relationship with the owner, and I don't know if it's because I'm a female owner also, I don't really know, but they come to my house, I have social Mm -hmm. gatherings, but I'm still running a business. This is not a hobby. So I pay my kids' college fund through the money that I make. You're putting money away for your kid's college. So this is not a hobby for me. This is a business. And so it's why I run a tight ship and why we set prices the way we set prices and why we stay open on holidays and why we have a, you know, a savings so that God forbid these things happen. And I think so many people in health and wellness across the spectrum, PTs, yoga instructors, um, personal trainers they don't look at their business like a business not totally. only because they don't want to maybe they don't want to but some people just don't know how yeah and they don't have any savings they're running you know we're seeing we saw month. it
1: and then yeah. they're all closed and now
0: they're done. Now they're <laughs> we done. saw it
1: we yeah. saw and it it happened
0: it it hurts me when people are like well i couldn't afford my own services or they do surveys and are like you know 50 percent of boutique fitness owners make less than fifty thousand dollars a year and i'm not talking like profit i'm talking yeah, about that's it everything that's it and you know i don't know about you but i don't work my ass off that's it you no know, for that so no. it's it's one thing that i really am passionate about of being like this is why we do these things because this is a business that's it.
1: has right. yeah has this time with covid corona whatever you want to call it has it given you a moment to- For most people it has given you a moment to reflect on things and has anything changed in in having that time to reflect on you know how you own your business and and things like that
0: it has it has and i have to say that it's been actually really great um because we were all away from each other for so long we um i really let a bunch of other people kind of step in and and you know i've had I I am a little bit of a control freak. And so over the last two years, again, with my own inner work, with my own going to therapy and dealing with allowing people to make mistakes and then dealing with a mistake, you know, and not taking it personally. If people leave, people leave, that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I'm a bad boss. That means they chose to go do something else with their life Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And so I've been working on that for a while And it's made me happier and I'm sure it's made my team happier because I'm not a raving lunatic anymore. Um, But also this time I've worked, I've taken the time. I work from home primarily now. I'm doing a lot of virtual stuff. I'm really focusing on my business strategies and helping other business owners navigate these difficult times. So 2021 can be really successful for them, whatever success means to them. And I've really let people at the studio kind of do their thing and grow their space. And I'm trying to give them a lot more autonomy to do that. And I got to say, I'm, I'm an introvert at heart. So on this podcast, I might sound like an extrovert because I can talk a mile a minute, but I'm very introverted. So being in my own space and working from home and You know, I was working with the Miami Heat for a while, you know, for the summer, and they've had a phenomenal season. I know the Lakers won, go West Coast people, but I'm super happy for my team, and um, it's just been really nice, and I found, actually, joy again, and I'm excited about the possibility of what's to come.
1: Dude, I love that. I love that. Can we, can we, can you keep talking a little bit about this, this, not even a pivot, but uh, you're doing more with, with business and, and business coaching. Can you talk about what you're doing? I, uh, in I,
0: I love, I have to say, again, it happened very organically. So I, you know, had been in business, I don't know, six or seven years. And I was going to these conferences and all these speakers. And I was like, God, I wish I could speak on stage, but who am I? I'm nobody. And my husband was like, what are you talking about? Well, exactly. You're nobody like your business generates seven. And I'm like, but nobody knows me. I don't have anything to say. He's like, of course you have something to say. So he was like, why don't you just apply? It's not going to hurt anything. So I literally sent in the app. I did an application. I asked someone to write a recommendation for me. I didn't think anything of it. And... I got approved to speak. And so that was it. I thought before the one I did my first speech, I think I threw up twice before (laughs) the presentation. But what I wanted to teach about was we have a ton of people that are awesome practitioners in whatever field they're in, but they know nothing about business. So it was very important to me that we start infusing more things about how to run your business because you can do a snatch or like, a pilates teaser or a great deadlift but if you can't keep your doors open you're not going to it's be matter. able to impact the go. amount of people you want to impact so go. money is not a dirty word profit is not a dirty word it's about being able to impact as many people as you can in your community because that's ultimately what we want to do so i gave this presentation and by the way it was called business 101 and i am going to give it to your listeners for free amazing amazing so, I'll give you all the details when we're done chatting, but Amazing,
1: amazing. This
0: presentation, what I found in speaking to people is a lot of people just like me had no idea what like accounting was how to look at a PL. and I kid you not, mm-hmm. when I first, someone sold a PL, I was like, oh, popping and locking? I didn't know dance moves were in <laughs> business operations. I'm not joking. I wish that was a joke. But what a balance sheet means, what KPIs to look at, and how you can break down numbers so they don't make your brain hurt and Love look it. at things very objectively. And once I did that presentation, I got invited back to speak again and again, and people just started reaching out to me saying, Hey, I heard your presentation. It was also, actually, I met Anna Hartman at that presentation. I met her at that presentation. And we became like Instagram friends after that. And she was so sweet. And so, Anna, if you're hearing, if you're listening, shout out to Anna Hartman, who was like, I loved your presentation. It was so great. Um, And so people just started reaching out to me, like asking questions. And I was like, oh, maybe I do have some answers. And that is literally, it took me three more years to even decide get grow the balls i guess or the courage to like put it out there but i finally did and it lights me up just to help um i help female business owners i I like to say i transform female healthcare and wellness professionals who are great at what they do into the profitable business owners they dream of becoming because that's really what i teach them how to pivot from being a phenomenal practitioner to being a phenomenal practitioner who's also a profitable business owner
1: fucking love it I fucking love it if folks want to check you out in a non-creepy way where I, how you can creep,
0: you can creep and stalk <laughs> too that's okay
1: yeah so where you can check me out so
0: one thing I will say um I'm gonna this present this presentation that I've done this kind of workshop I've kind of whittled it down to maybe like a 45 minute presentation and it's called business 101 so all of your listeners Um, when they're, if they were interested in just learning about understanding kind of things that you really need to know in your business at a level that we could understand. It's not going to go through like what an accountant would speak. It's, you can go to KristaGurka.com forward slash business 101. And you guys can all grab that presentation. Um, It really was very eye opening for me when I first started learning that stuff. You can check out my website, KristaGurka.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Christagurka, And Facebook, if you're all on the Facebooks. Um, Christagurka. I think it's like MSPT and CPT. A bunch of initials that nobody really cares about. I can't. I don't really know why I did I think that at the time. I, I wasn't like the suit in Instagram. business at the time when I made that name. <laughs> I mean, so I we, like
1: that's what we think. Name. We think we're supposed to be there. So, like, I, I get it. Like, I think that just shows that you're an OG. <laughs> like, that's all. That's kind of like more important than the letters it's like yo she has this that's because she's been in this game for a long time she's shine. doing it yeah. so. and my
0: business is my company my brick and mortar is called pilates in the grove so if you want to check out kind of what our website look like looks like and what we're talking about with messaging everything we mm-hmm. do is very intentional the way we put things on the website from left to right mm-hmm. or right to left or top to bottom the font we use the colors we use the graphics we use the way the customer journey making sure everything is clickable above the fold these are all things that I teach that people, and by basically I didn't know them either. So I'm, it's similar to you. I love the way that you just share your information. And I, you know, I kind of take, I invest in myself and I know you do as well. Um, and so I've spent, gosh, $100,000 on, Damn. you know, masterminds and training and coaching and yeah. system development. And I know that not every business has that, that you know kind of ability to do that especially when you're first starting out so what i want to do is i want to take everything that i've learned in these high price masterminds and put them at a price point that business owners that are even just starting out or solopreneurs can access and that's what i want to do because the truth is the more of us that succeed the more of us that are out there not only will we be able to impact more people and help them live healthier, happier lives, it will translate into the next generation and the generation know. after that. And, and that's why I do, you know, what I do. So you can DM me, you can shoot me some messages on Instagrams. I'm, you know, practicing my reels, even though my kids are telling me I'm cringe, cringe-worthy. Apparently that's a- That's,
1: that's a the thing, word. yeah. It's like a word now and I'm like, cringe. get out of You're cringe, mom. Exactly. Cringe. I'm like, oh so, but they are kind of fun i do right that's the thing i mean you know i tell people run this however you want but uh, it definitely is a nice way for those people that do like doing it it's a fun it's a different way to show up and provide some information so they get a
0: lot of engagement i will tell people they get a lot of engagement
1: the algorithm is pushing those reels so if you're looking at numbers you do a reel this is how it works Krista, before I give us the parting uh, question, I've been asking the guests that are in the, the series, what is your overall feeling? Do you have hope? Uh, are you excited? Uh, what's been your overall feeling or what is your overall feeling looking forward?
0: I am very excited and I'm very hopeful. Um, it is sad to me when I hear businesses closing. Yeah, it is. Sure. Um, but i have been i just feel the the possibilities of the innovation of coming into i think on demand and virtual is here to stay yeah. i think it's going to open up the possibilities for more and more people to actually have access to good quality health and wellness services yes. um, and i think the opportunity for us to educate the younger generation educate other people that are out there is you know it's really far-reaching and i'm Seriously, looking forward. I'm not going to say it's not going to be without you know trial and error, but I'm really looking forward to the innovation and the growth of our you know our company and having other people move up in you know in the company and do the things that they're passionate about. Oh, man, I freaking love
1: it. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. Before I and ask everyone that, else go can do it
0: too. They can whatever success looks like for people. I do think sometimes people are like, oh well, she. I don't want to have. Four locations and 20, that's okay oh, yeah, whatever great. success look like Shantae has <laughs> she's herself and Rupert which are so yeah. amazing but that's success for her that's yeah. what it looks like for her and so whatever it looks like for you I'm not telling you you should be your own unique person right yeah. you want to have a brick and mortar do it you want to work from home do that you want to travel the country and teach do that you want to play music when you work out sure you don't want to play music do that too. That's Whatever it. it is you, you want to do, just write down some goals and work to the, towards those goals one day at a time.
1: That's it. That's it. I love it. I love it. I feel like I'm hesitant to ask now, but I'm sure you got more. <laughs> is there, actually before I ask, everything that Krista dropped before, the links um, uh, and everything, you folks know that will be in the show notes. So don't freak out. Everything is in the show notes. Everything's clickable and easy, easily easily accessible for you. Now where I was going, when I was like, oh, I don't know, because I think you just did it. Is there anything? Because you love this with so much, you've given us so much. Rather, is there anything? Any parting words? Anything else that you want to leave the people with?
0: Um, I would say, and and uh, once again, I'm not going to say that this isn't a challenge for me, but just do the thing. Really, just do the thing. I mean, I I. Like I said, I'm not comfortable necessarily. I'm comfortable on a podcast, to be perfectly honest, because I can Mm -hmm. talk someone's ear off. But when I was going live on video, I really wasn't comfortable with that. But now I sit down, I put my, you know, my mic on and I go. But when I first did it, I thought I was going to be nauseous. And I stumbled my words and I didn't know what I was doing. And I stared at the computer, I think, for two minutes because I didn't know if I was live or not. (laughs) But the more it's like anything else you are not. I think I posted this today in my Instagram. I was talking about an exercise that I was learning in, in Pilates that was really hard for me you would never expect to come out of PT school or learn how to deadlift and be able to throw up 300 pounds the first time you did it. You have to practice. So why is it any different doing something, you know, whether that be in your business or putting yourself out there, you just just do the thing, just do it and take action. Because I also believe that you're waiting to be perfect is also just a defense mechanism for being judged by others and you yep. don't even know these other people so who cares what they think
1: that's it can't control it That's it
0: yeah just do just do the thing and it does i'm telling you it does get easier it gets easier the more you do it think of where how far you are now i mean i'm sure Shantae could say it how much more comfortable are you podcasting now than you were i remember when you first started yeah
1: it's totally different day and day. You gotta look back on where and remember where you started. So much more comfortable now.
0: Exactly. Nothing. So just do the thing. One small thing. One small thing. Little bit at a time. I
1: love it. Do the thing. You folks know I'm already one million percent on board with that, Krista. Thank you. This was amazing. You've been so generous with your time and your knowledge and the the uh, presentation you're sharing with folks. Like just. And you're leaving us with hope, which is like, you know, that's like my number one thing for me. So just thank you for everything. I truly, truly appreciate you.
0: I thank you. And thank you for thank you for being such a wonderful role model to the younger generation coming up and the older generation as well to look back and and embrace kind of social media, which we didn't grow up in. And I think you're approachable. And I wanna say you're very, very genuine and authentic. And I think we need more of that in our industry. So thank you too. And thank you for the
1: opportunity. You're so welcome. I appreciate you, big friend. Together we rise. Love it. We do. Love it. All right, folks. Thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us and hopefully you got a ton out of this episode. Not going to ask for any likes, not going to ask for any subscriptions or whatever, reviews, anything like that. Nope. If you liked it, if you loved it, if it resonated, you know what to do. Share it. The only way out is through, and the only way through is together. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Krista and Maestro.